Good afternoon. It's Dr. Paul Wendy, Thursday, October 29th, uh, with Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio, our Thursday podcast, podcast Thursday, we call it. So um, we have finally uh, uh, found the uh, a tried and true market indicator. Actually, that's not true. I've, I've been using this one for years, um, and it's not tried and true, but it's, it's actually pretty darn good. Um, it's been right in many, many cases, and it's just maybe a supporting indicator uh, to other indicators that we use. Um, so what is this indicator? What's this market indicator? Well, it is when mom and pop become day traders. Um, and that's been actually happening for quite some time. This uh, podcast uh, and, and the commentary uh, in the October 27th uh, um, Intrinsic Value Wealth Report newsletter commentary, but it kind of prompted this that commentary and, and uh, lead, lead article in the commentary, as well as this podcast, was an article in the Wall Street Journal by Stephanie Yang, entitled Help the Pandemic Turn My Parents into Day Traders. Um, that was uh, on October 24th through 25th, 2020, so the weekend edition uh, last, last weekend. And so, um, but it, it's very, very true. When, when mom and pop uh, start jumping into the market, um, you know, they're usually the last ones in and before we have a correction. So, um, uh, you know, Miss Yang uh, goes on to, to talk about how her parents um, have have now become day traders. And, um, you know, it, it, and that, that is a concern. So many institutions are afraid as, as well when you get uh, that many people. And by the way, according to uh, Miss Yang's article, by some estimates, such small, much, sorry, such small scale speculators, that is the mom and pops, uh, now count for as much as a quarter of overall trading activity, 25% of the market. Um, and folks, when they panic, when the mood changes, if they do, um, that that's not good, especially when they drive as much as 25% of the market. So um, now the problem with this indicator is with many of the indicators that we use is we know the market's very, very overvalued. As of Friday, the market, the, the S&P 500 PD ratio was 34.92. I can't remember when, if I've ever seen it that that high. Remember, our normalized range for PD ratios is 15 to 18. We've been talking a lot about uh, reversion to the mean and so forth. We'll be talking a lot about that, a lot more about that in the future. But you got to keep that in mind. Um, if reversion to the mean um, is in fact a true phenomena, and if it is, and if it applies to the markets, and in both cases, I think it's a resounding yes, um, then you know that does spell trouble down the road. Now problem with this indicator, like many of our other indicators, is we can tell you the market's overvalued, we can tell you we're correct at some point in time, we just can't tell you when, and no one can, uh, I don't believe. So, um, uh, as, but as I mentioned, um, you know, institutions and, and other professional investors are very, very concerned when you get this large of a group of people, 25% that are um, relatively unsophisticated, unseasoned, um, and really speculating in the markets, um, that really sets things up. And, and, and when we're in a, such an overvalued market as well, uh, really sets things up for, um, for a possible failure. We should note that, you know, this happens all the time. This isn't just like the first time we've seen this happen and then markets bubbles have burst and so forth. A um, couple of relatively recent examples of the dot-com bubble of the 1990s and the more recent uh, cryptocurrency craze. So all this is referenced in the October 27th commentary, the lead article, a tried and true market indicator, kind of tongue in cheek, uh, but, but it is a good, good indicator when 
when the small investor gets in, uh, as actually I conclude the commentary, I said, when mom and pop become day traders, watch out. And uh, I can't emphasize that enough. So um, where do we stand? Well, next week is, uh, is election on Tuesday, election day. Um, uh, I don't think anyone has any idea which way the, the election is going to go. It looks like it's very, very close. Uh, but do expect a lot of volatility in the market uh, in both directions. But keep in mind the bigger picture, the long term. The economy is in bad, bad shape, um, and as we've been talking about um, in, in the commentaries since, uh, since March, since really all this pandemic started, um, the, the economy has been hit very, very hard on a global basis, not just the U.S. Um, that continues. Um, by the way, the um, uh, a news uh, item that's worth focusing on, and we may actually talk about this in a future commentary. Um, <clears throat> again, you can look at the... Uh, Intrinsic Value Wealth Report commentary to get more details and all these things. But this was a particularly important um, statistic that came out recently, and it's one I follow quite, um, you know, quite closely. And that is that the labor force shrank um, in more than half the states with declining unemployment rates. <clears throat> so the point of this, of, of this news item, excuse me, <clears throat> I think a little allergies today. The point of this news item is that um, in many states, they're reporting declining unemployment. But the problem is, is that the labor force is shrinking. That is, people are, are leaving the, the, the labor force. Um, I have a chart in there uh, where we talk about uh, about the participation rate, show you what it's been over time. Uh, but it's it's been declining, had a, a really sharp decline uh, recently with the pandemic because, you know, people have been laid off. And we talked about the permanent lay, layoffs now, that is jobs that, that they thought they might be temporary, but they're permanently gone. Businesses are gone, many businesses, large businesses that are trying to stay in business, and small businesses too, just aren't hiring as many people there. Everyone's kind of hunkering down. And a lot of people have just decided to leave the labor force. Um, you need a large and growing labor force, particularly a skilled labor force, to have economic growth. And so that's a very, very concerning trend. Uh, again, this is not a new trend, but it's certainly accelerated uh, with the pandemic. So an economy that's not in great shape, a market that's very, very overvalued, um, how should you invest? Well, as I've been saying for quite some time, you know, this is not a market to uh, jump back into in a big way, but um, you know, do start an investment program, especially younger people if you don't have one, because 20 or 30 years from now, even this highly overvalued market will probably look, uh, look cheap to you uh, uh, down the road. Um, but, um, you know, if you have a, an investment program, go ahead and just keep it going. But again, don't jump back in the big way. The market's overvalued. Uh, people get excited when they see. And actually, they get um, um, they get kind of the, uh, the this feeling that they're being left out. Um, and uh, then they all jump in. Um, and of course, that's when the markets when, when the markets uh, top out and the bubbles burst and so forth. So just you know, keep a, a level head. Things will improve. Um, just keep a steady investing. If you've got a program, start one if you don't. But uh, just be aware that this market is highly, highly overvalued. Um, um, and look at the uh, the commentary in the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report newsletter. Um, we have a lot of uh, a lot of links and a lot of comments and uh, so forth on the markets and the economy in general and other investing ideas. So you'll get some good ideas from that. Well, that's it for. Um, for this week, we will talk to you next week um, after the elections. Have a good week and goodbye for now.